Hello, so um, welcome back. I'm talking about the power of perception in leadership practice. And I want to talk about a leader's attitude to things. I said the way a leader sees issues will determine how he or she deals with issues because leaders deal with issues. But how a leader sees issues, that means how he perceives issues, how he interprets issues, how he views issues, from what platform he's standing. Remember the illustration we gave. There's a particular figure on the floor. Someone is standing here and saying it is nine. The other person is standing here and saying it is six. Meanwhile, each of them is right just because of where they are standing. So where a leader stands, and what he sees because of where he's standing determines how he deals with public issues. This is what I want you to understand. So now, every leader must approach public issues with bias. Every leader must be biased. Sometimes you hear people make statements, you are biased. Bias is not a problem. Every leader must be biased. Now, this might sound controversial. Every leader must be biased. So what is bias? Now, bias is a way of seeing things. Is a way of seeing things. Is a particular way of seeing things. Remember we said the way you see things determine the way you treat things. The way you see people determines how you treat them. And we said that a leader must have a way he sees things to enable him know how to treat people or to deal with issues. That's what I'm saying. So a leader must approach every issue with a bias of seeing issues from a non-judgmental perspective. Seeing every issue from a non-judgmental perspective. In other words, a leader or rather, in addition, a leader, a bias, the, the, the bias towards giving every situation or issue a chance to prove its worth. That means this bias I'm talking about is about deliberately giving every situation or issue a chance to prove, not just making a judgment on some person because you think he is this. The thinking you should have towards them is a thinking of let me first give him a chance to prove himself. In other words, give him the opportunity. Not denying him opportunity because he is, but give him opportunity to prove himself. We deny people opportunity here because either they are Yoruba or they are Aousa or they are Muslims, or they are Christians, or whatever, you deny them opportunity of getting employment. And by denying them that opportunity, you, you will not be able to know the, what they can offer, or what they bring to the table, or what the solution they can bring to solve the problem that we have. So these are part of the issues that we have on our hands. Okay? So, now, a leader's bias. A leader's bias. 
A leader must approach public issues first from the bias of human needs. Remember I talked about needs. From the bias of human needs. Anything you see, when you see uh, agitations, you see protests, you see whatever it is in the society, let's see your, your Mr. President, when people are agitating, when they are grumbling, see it from the angle, the bias of human needs. Say, these people have need. You know, it's okay. They have need. Something is making them to protest. Something is making them talk the way they talk. What is that need they have? Then when you see them from that perspective of needs, then you begin to say, what can we do to meet those needs? So you, a leader then becomes less confrontational, he becomes less aggressive, he becomes less defensive. He becomes less aggressive, less defensive, and less, you know, so, being biased doesn't mean being negative. It means seeing issues from the eye of needs. You are a vice chancellor of a university and the students are protesting. The first thing you need to do is not to call in the police. The first thing you need to do is to meet them and listen to them. Let them air their grievances. What is it that is making them to protest? Listen to them carefully. If it is that need, it is within your capacity to handle, begin to do something about it. If it is not within your capacity to handle, escalate it. In other words, take it to the next level, to the authorities that can begin to handle it. Why you assuage them? Because they have a need, that is why they are protesting. One of the reasons we are not doing any making progress is because, for instance, ASU is on strike. They are striking because of a need. There's an issue. Instead of government sitting down to identify this need and deliberately invest resources to meet those needs, government will not do it. So we, so we don't treat issues from the needs perspective, from the bias of needs. That is why things are not working as the artwork in our environment needs. Now there are questions for leaders. Questions that leaders need to ask themselves. For example, is there a way for you to fulfill your needs without hindering others from fulfilling theirs? It's a question. Is there a way for you as a leader or as an individual to fulfill your needs without hindering other people from fulfilling their own needs? Ask yourself that question. You have a need to drive a big car. You have a need to live in a big house. Can you have that need in a proper way without hindering the other person the opportunity also to also live in a good house? One of the difference between the black persons and the supposedly white people is that they operate on the principle, what I call the principle of enlightened self-interest. Every human being is selfish to an extent. So, but what they do is that for them, they, don't, they, they, they want to provide you what they call basic needs of life to reduce your tendency to agitate, to protest, to begin to create problems for society. Those basic things of life, they provide it for you. And then if you want to go higher, you struggle, you work harder. But here, our own leaders make it difficult for you to have the basic needs of life, good roads, 
water pipe bomb water we call a portable water electricity there's nothing nothing makes it in difficult for us to have constant electricity in Nigeria it's not difficult but but the leaders don't want you to have it meanwhile they have it they enjoy it they are delighted and are happy that you are not happy their joy is that you are in sorrow that is just the unfortunate environment that we live in their joy is that when they are driving on the road your car is pushed into the gutter they drive past you so that is their joy their joy is not their joy is not if they are driving you are not a problem to them they too they are driving so everybody is driving but they don't want you to drive. In fact, if you're driving and they are driving, you are a problem to them. So these are the things. So question number two. Is there enough in the world? Is there enough in your community? Is there enough in your country to meet everyone's needs? Is there enough? Is there enough? Now, these are issues I want you to ponder. If you answer yes to any of those questions, why then is the opposite the reality in our environment? In other words, if there is enough, let me also tell you something. Indeed, there is enough in the world to meet everyone's need. There's enough in Nigeria to make everybody live above poverty. Let me give an illustration. When they mention amount of money, for example, one trillion naira, or let's say 500 billion. If they say 500 billion, if you divide 500 billion by 200 million people, do you know how much each person can get? I'm just being as simplistic as possible in terms of cash. Now, when these monies are mentioned, and one person, out of that 500 billion, takes 200 billion into his private pocket. The other person, so because people take more than they need and require, they deprive other people from having access to what they ought to have to live a decent, fairly, rather a fairly decent life. That is why the society is in chaos. That's why the society is in disorder because Few people appropriate the resources of the majority. Now, so how can you begin to see public issues differently? That's why we are here. How do you think that you can that you can see things that the way you see things affect the way you approach them? From your own small perspective, from where you live, from where you operate, from your office. Do you now realize that the way you see people determines how you approach them, how you treat them, how you relate with them, the opportunities you give to them, the, 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 the respect you give to them, how you see them, those stereotypes that you have in your mind, not talk about the other one other people have, I'm talking about you that's attending this class. Your own stereotypes about people determines how you treat them. So are you willing to deal with those stereotypes? Can you handle dealing with those stereotypes? Now, conclusion. As I said, a leader must be biased if he or she must be effective in the discharge of public leadership. 
Now, what is the bias of a leader? This person is coming, we are about closing. What is the bias that the leader must possess? The bias is to see everything from the perspective of needs. Need. You are a CEO of your organization. See things from the perspective of need. Your workers have need. Your staff have need. The people you are leading, they have need. Begin to see human beings from the perspective of need. When you begin to see them from this perspective, you now begin to say, what can we do deliberately? What can we do legitimately within the capacity, within the resources available to us to begin to meet their needs? Because the more you meet their needs, the more you reduce their tendency to be aggressive, their tendency to, to, to protest, their tendency to, 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 to do as if they don't like their country. And um, finally, as if you would like to join us, we are from perspective, you begin to think. It is the way you see what you see, you begin to think about. And that's why we do a course we call Catalytic Thinking for Leadership Excellence. There's a course we call Catalytic Thinking for Leadership Excellence. If you'd like to enroll in that course, you can indicate your interest in the WhatsApp a WhatsApp group. Now, I will close this class this hour by giving us a chance again in the next 10 15 minutes to observe, make your contribution, ask your questions. Remember, we are talking about perception. The way a leader sees things determines the way he treats issues. There's no two ways about it. Leadership begins from perception. A leader begins from perception. The way you see, the way you interpret determines the way you act. Any questions? Thank you and God bless you.